Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? And welcome back to CHGO Bulls, presented by PointsBet. It's the Draft Recap Show live, y'all. I'm Peck. That's Big Dave. That's Will the Go Gottlieb. Hanging out at our downtown Chicago studios here at CHGO. And joining us, the fourth member of our crew, back from a brief hiatus, and we missed you so much. Give it up for Mark. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, Mark. Matthew, David, um, William. What uh, what was it like knowing that the Bulls took Dalen Terry yesterday before the rest of us? <laughs> this guy's clever. Yeah, I am from the future, I suppose. I was I was expecting them to trade the pick, but it never happened. But um, yeah, I've gotten to know Dalen Terry over the last twenty four hours, given that I am in the future. But um, he looks like a pretty good prospect. Uh, so, so we all gave our initial reactions. We'll continue to break down what this pick means, what he can offer the Bulls this coming season, um, and if it affects at all what, what Eversley's plans are, as he talked about tonight, for their offseason. But, Mark, what was your initial reaction other than what you just mentioned, which was you were a little surprised that they didn't trade this pick or maybe trade down? Yeah, look, I, I, coming into the draft, I was team trade the pick, if you want to if you want to call it that, I suppose. Uh, I wanted to see the pick maybe traded in a similar way that maybe the Sixers did. And, you know, they went up and grabbed uh, DeAnthony Melton. So, like, I was kind of thinking of something similar, like go and, you know, trade that late first that you had, go and get a ready-made guy and someone that you can know contribute to next season's team. Um, so that was my initial thinking. But obviously, you know, had they kept the pick, um, I wasn't I wasn't going to be too high or low with it, to be honest with you. It was, there was no one really on the board that, I love. There was no one that I really disliked, anything of that nature. So, whatever they were going to do, the chances are I was going to be like, okay, fine, sure, why not? Like, let's go and get that guy. He'll do. <laughs> so that was my general take on it. But in terms of Dale and Terry specifically, like, I like him. Uh, I don't know what he'll ultimately be. He probably screams more so role guy, or potentially, uh, you know, may morph into your fourth or fifth starter, someone like that. Hopefully, on the high end, or at least being reasonable. Um, but anything more than that obviously would be gravy, but I, I don't necessarily think he's got he's got any star upside or anything of that nature. But yeah, the way I'm sort of processing it all now is like in isolation, I like the Dale and Terry pick, but I'm just trying to figure out how it all works now with this, within the greater scheme of things. Like where does he fit on the team? Does he play much next season? Is he someone that makes sense for a win now type team? Those are the sorts of questions that I'm starting to ask myself. Is there anything in his game that I guess gets you excited for what he could do on the floor? And is, is there anything that kind of turns you off also? Uh, the passing certainly 
certainly something that's uh, very intriguing. The fact that you know he can get into transition and make some nice passing, or even in the half court. To be honest with you, obviously the defense as well. Uh, clearly, clearly projects as a two way guy. So immediately from that sense, you you feel like he is someone that can come in and contribute some. You would hope at least next season. The thing that maybe concerns me most is the, is the shooting. Yeah, the, the from what I've seen, and look, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I watched all these games, but from what I've seen from his jump shooting, it, it's you know not the greatest release. It's it's not very fast. It's not a fast release. It's a bit of a dip to that release. And even if that dip wasn't there, it, it kind of still feels like it's a, a slow jump shooting release. So I don't know if I really uh, trust him as a jump shooter at this point, or even maybe I don't know, I don't even know if I trust him you know projecting forward as a jump shooter. That that's you know time will tell. But that's probably the main concern I have about him. Um, I don't necessarily think he's got, you know, as high scoring upside. So that jump shot really needs to come around if he's going to be a, a high-level role guy. Yeah, that was uh, not the most popular analysis uh, of our viewers and commenters when we had Coach Spins on after the pick saying, this guy might not ever average 10 points per game in the NBA. People were like, what? <laughs> Why do we take this guy? You do see some gradual improvement, though, from his freshman to sophomore season at Arizona. Uh, he went for 49% inside the three-point arc as a freshman to 57%. And then even on a modest 1.7 and then 2.1 attempts per game behind the three-point line, bumped his shot percentage up from 32.5 to 36.5. Mm-hmm. So there is there is maybe some optimism that he can bring that part of his game around. But yeah. uh, Big Dave, uh, I just watched his interview, uh, his Zoom interview with Chicago Media, yeah. and he seems very excited to be here, very self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. And he speaking of self-aware, knows that that shot is something that he needs to work on. He is going to be a defense-ready, offense-needs-work kind of player. Oh, he definitely said it several times. That's the thing he's going to work on. He said that's the thing he's been working on uh, as well. But, yeah, you mentioned that interview. Like, I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I like him. I I love him. Like I was like, this is the guy. I like – I enjoy him. I'm not saying he's going to change the game for the Bulls or anything like that, but I just – I like him. Right. You know what I'm saying? As a human being. Now, his game, I have to see it. You know what I'm saying? I – can't sit here and uh, speak on it because it's not like I watched a lot of Arizona basketball. So I it's just go by what you see, you know what I'm saying, on the clips and what you put together there. But everything Mark K said, I, I definitely agree with. You know what I mean? It's a question mark, but the defense stands out for you. Definitely the passing. Uh, but the shooting is is the main thing because I kept saying the Bulls are missing two things. Clearly, it's defense and it's shooting. And I just wanted to get one of those things. And it seems like they got one of those and they answered a very, very big question. Uh, we've got our our first hilarious comment, Ken, saying it's Denzel Valentine 2.0. Here we go. How dare you, sir? Here we go. Where is that coming you? from? Well, because they don't know him, and they just said, let's do it. <laughs> he's like the anti-Denzel. Like, he's exact opposite to Denzel, from, right. as far as I'm concerned. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't see that at all. Yeah, I loved his question when Casey had, when uh, not Casey, when Sam Smith asked him he was like uh why so the low shooting percentage he's like because i passed the ball yeah <laughs> like, that's what i was doing you know what i mean i passed the basketball i love his attitude and, like, and just the really other thing he said fire. on top of that was i'm a product of my environment yes if whatever I, my team needs me to do to help win that's what i'm doing and look some might say that that's a cookie cutter kind of answer but i think a, a player like that who has that uh mindset coming in as a rookie to the nba can be very helpful in a lot of ways. And this is a guy who you can play one through three. Like Mark Eversley said that that was one of the reasons they liked him is because they can see him playing one through three in this league. And, you you know, as Mark touched on, this guy's a great passer and a great playmaker, mm. nearly four assists per game in college. Mm. 
we just heard from Eversley uh, as well as Dale and Terry and a couple of things stood out. So uh, one quote that Eversley had was when they gave Dalen the call to tell him that he was drafted, he said that Dalen literally said to us that he would run here right now to get started. <laughs> so that's the kind of attitude, uh, the kind Dude, of guy we're working gift with. Where <laughs> right. And was the, the other thing on that topic was that he said he was going to challenge our vets every day. Somebody asked Ooh. him, you know, you drafted a bunch of teenagers and you signed in free agency a bunch of 30-year-olds. Like, what's going on here? And th that was his answer, that he said, like, he's going to challenge our vets every single day. And mm -hmm. I, I think there's value in that. Um, sure. You know, we'll see. I, I do think, like we talked about with EJ Liddell, like the jumper is, I think, going to be a swing for him. Mm -hmm. But I do think he, he provides a lot more value in other areas of the floor, specifically on offense. So we'll see. Um, Eversley mentioned multiple times that he needs to, he is not a shooter right now and he needs to become one, mm -hmm. but that they trust his work ethic to be able to figure that out. And uh, just with the brief interaction we had uh, over Zoom, he was just, I mean, multiple people have used this now, but just a complete ball of energy. Like he was yeah, yeah. ready to go. He was super excited. He wants to get to work. Mm -hmm. And you have to trust that he'll be able to add things to his game mm -hmm. with that work and uh, ethic. Yeah, and they, they clearly have a type. I mean, we talk about that a lot as far as the Bulls are concerned. They they wanted uh, athleticism. That was one of the things they talked about also in the offseason. And he definitely <laughs> provides you with that and that energy. And I think we've talked about that before on the show, the Bulls trying to uh, develop a culture. Right. And he just really kind of feels like a culture developer, you know, kind of guy. Um, just coming in with that energy, getting the fans hyped up, you know, when he's making a defensive play or defensive stop. So, yeah, I, I like I like how he said I call I talked to my agent immediately after I left the Bulls and was like, I want to be here. This is like, where I want to be. Where I want to be. I want to play for here. Like this is the team. So, yeah, he feels like this is his shot. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he sounds like Io when he talked like that about the chip on his shoulder last year about how he remembers everybody that got drafted for him already kind of thing. So, yeah, like I just love that. Now let's see if it can translate to the floor, Mark. And I, I think that's the main thing right there. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to go out there and prove it night after night. Yeah, for sure. And like, I mean, we, we talk about energy in terms of, uh, you know, maybe his play style, but I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a, a character like him on the Bulls team right now. And, and not, not to say that we know a lot about Dale and Terry at this point based on, I'm basing this on, you know, the few things that I've seen about him, but he just seems like a more outgoing guy than maybe what the Bulls do have. Uh, you know, if, if we think about the Bulls main guys, like they're, they're, the majority of them are pretty laid back, almost laconic types. So this guy, you know, the way he plays is very energetic, but I think, you know, his, his personality as well is going to be interesting. So that, that infusion of energy just by who he is, I think is going to be interesting. But yeah, I, 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 coming back to what I said before, like how, how does this all fit now? Like Eversley said that he's, he views him as a guard, but he's not just necessarily just a guard. He's a, he's a wing as well. So he's clearly going to be someone that can play some one, some two, some three. But what does that mean for the Bulls? Obviously, we, we know when healthy, like that's, Hopefully, where they're, they're, they're strongest at. Like, you've obviously got Damar and Zach at two and three. Hopefully, you got Lonzo back at one. You got Io Caruso as well. So, like, where where does Terry fit in this whole thing? And, and obviously, for, for now at least, Kobe is here too. Now, maybe this picture clears up in a week or so once free agency gets going. Maybe once, you know, further trades start happening, those sorts of things. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued to see, uh, to see rather where he sort of fits into, into the picture. So, he may have all these skills. He may be a guy that can come in and do some stuff, but it, it kind of feels like very similar to Io this time last year, whereby I kind of felt like Io was more of a third string guy 
coming into the season clearly proved he was much more than that. At the moment, I'm wondering some. I'm wondering, you know, something similar applies to Terry, whereby probably not going to be, or clearly not going to be a starter, maybe a, a reserve guy, but I, I don't know if that's set in stone at this point. Obviously, time will tell, but I, I'm kind of wondering like where he's going to fit into this, into the whole thing. Uh, I just wanted to point out quickly, Will, that we have our first comparison to Jimmy Buckets in the comments from oh, Herbert, really? which has to make Mark happy Wait, and so, you happy. So we've gone from Denzel Valentine to Jimmy Butler Correct. in five minutes. Bulls fans that's are wild. Quite a that's, range. That's, that's amazing right there. That's impressive. That's impressive. I was just going to say, like, because he is so versatile and because he can guard multiple positions, I think he'll be able to guard one through three right away. Mm because he can pass because he can move without the ball because he can get out in transition like i think it may be hard for him to find an immediate role in the sense that like there are other guys in front of him in the pecking order trademark but i think because he has so many valuable skill sets like he's going to carve himself out a role and for me that's why i had him high on my big board for the bulls is just like you can't have guys on your team that do one thing. Mm. And he does a lot of things. And we'll see how many of them he can really weaponize at the NBA level. But, uh, you know, it's another situation where, like, the Bulls have a guy who, if only he could shoot. And we'll see if he can develop that. But I think you're always going to need defense. You're always going to need passing. You're always going to need transition play. Mm -hmm. And he can provide all of that. And, look, people keep asking, like, oh, is he a guard? Is he a forward? Like, this is supposed to be a positionless league. Like mm -hmm. let's, let's play the guys that are the most skilled. And he is definitely very skilled in a lot of different fa facets of the game. Uh, was it, did Mark Eversley on that uh, and his media availability will confirm that the plan is to have Dale and Terry participate in summer league coming up in a, in a few weeks. He will probably be playing at summer league. That's the expectation. Yeah. So, so we'll you, see you just have to wonder, some people didn't think that IO was going to get a, a role, like a regular role, on this team as a rookie this past season and some of it was out of necessity because yeah. the bulls were dropping like flies between you know the covid uh variant sweeping through the nba and then the bulls with injuries yeah. and then io got his opportunity made the most of it and then stuck yeah. and showed billy donovan that he deserved to be in that rotation on a regular basis mm -hmm. i'm curious whether or not something similar might play out with dale and terry you know where will he be after training camp and preseason on Billy's rotation list? And will it be outside of Billy's regular season rotation? And then when, when, and if will that opportunity for him come to prove that he has what it takes? I think like your only job is to make the coach's decision hard. I think that's your only job coming in as an 18th, 20th, whatever kind of lower pick is make his decision hard about keeping you out of the game. Make him have to think twice about it. You know what I mean? So I think that's all he can do. Just come in and, you know, work his ass off and get better. And he sounds like he knows that and he wants to do that and can't wait to do that. And so that's what's exciting to hear from him um, when he says these things. And I love how you talked about, Will, the positionless basketball, because every time I just think it, I'm just like, yeah, that's there. They want to run. Like, and it doesn't matter, you know, what I'm saying one through five. Who is it? They all have to be able to run. You know what I'm saying? Like they want to get up and down the floor. We saw that's how good the how good the Bulls were in transition uh, last year, uh, with especially with Lonzo on the floor. That's all they did. They ran alley oops all day long. That's when Derrick Jones Jr. was having his best time. Was when they were actually running. So 
if this guy can come out there and and provide that also with the Bulls, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to keep that kind of athleticism off the floor. Yeah, I also this is maybe hypocritical of me because I've been um hard on Pat and Kobe for not contributing at a high level right away. So I acknowledge that, but like I also kind of don't care if he contributes right away. Like mm -hmm. they need to have some sort of developmental system in place and they haven't really been able to do that. Like the last player that they actually developed into a good player, I don't know, like Jimmy Butler, that's a <laughs> long time ago. Like they need to start putting like they need to start developing young talent. And if they can turn this player into something that's more valuable yeah. than the 18th pick, then maybe they use it in a trade. But yeah, I, I think you have to like, you have to go for upside here. Even if it, even if it's, if there's redundancy, because yeah. yes, the bulls are trying to win now and no, maybe he is not the guy that helps, or maybe he does because he has so many skills or maybe he just proves that and then becomes a, a valuable trade chip as a result. So mm -hmm. For me, it's always going to be best talent available. I don't think they're in a position where they can just get plug-and-play guys. That's why I wasn't super high on EJ Liddell, and that's why he went 41st 41 just, just now, now to the to Pelicans. The Pelicans? Yeah. Oh, nice. I like it. Uh, Shout-out to uh, Schwo with the Super Chat who said, this Terry put us closer to those 35 <laughs> assists Let him go, Schwo. That's, that's getting close. Go, Schwo. That's getting close All to the right neuralizer. Mm. Um, <laughs> so... Mark, we we haven't chatted a lot recently, yet, but I, you yes, know, you maybe uh, a few of your tweets about who you were liking in this draft class. Is there somebody that you would, you know, had your heart set on at eighteen, who maybe went a few spots before the Bulls at eighteen, or is there somebody perhaps that even more frustratingly you saw at eighteen available, and the Bulls went a different direction with Dalen Terry here? Yeah, that, that that's the thing, and that's why I came into it thinking. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to get too high, too low about it because there was no one that I foresaw, you know, falling or potentially someone re being reached up at number 18. I didn't think it was going to be crazy in that sense. And the draft played out in a fashion where it went exactly to that form. I was kind of hoping that maybe the Bulls could get in on Jalen Duran, but like that was me just being pie in the sky, like obviously not really going to happen, but me just hoping something stupid like that could happen. But when you sort of got closer to 18, like I wasn't disappointed that Mark Williams went at 15 or whatever it was. Um, you know, Tari went at 17 with, okay, that, that that may have been nice to have him at 18, but at the same time, like he's a flawed player to, to some degree as well. Like you're talking about guys at number 18 who have certain skills that make sense and then others that, you know, need a lot of work, irrespective of who the player is. So, no, to answer your question, there wasn't anyone that went before the Bulls that I was like disappointed that they didn't get. There wasn't any anyone that went after you know pick eighteen that I was like, oh damn, we should have got that guy. So for that reason, like I'm I'm feeling pretty level about things right now. I'm not I'm not excited and nor am I disappointed. I just it's a it's a good pick. It feels like a good pick, maybe a B plus type pick. Um, and, and yeah, like I said before, I'm just sort of wondering how this all fits into the scheme of things. But uh, in isolation, I'm I'm completely fine with everything that went down tonight. Yeah, and also him being the ninth. I, I see. Uh, no, what was that? Novadamus. Novadamus. Excuse me, I didn't see the A. Novadamus said the same thing I was thinking. <laughs> said the same thing I was thinking. Now I'm like, I like the fact that he's 19 because again, the Bulls they have a type when it comes to the type of player they want on the floor, but they don't really have a type when it comes to how old they are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't care. They like, dude, can he, can he do the things that we want him to do? Then he'll be here. Uh, your your example is Io and Patrick Williams. You know what I'm saying? Like you got a guy who, who was 18 coming in, still eating chicken parm, and you got another dude coming in who got the Bob Cousy Awards, the best point guard at Illinois. So 
it didn't matter. You know what I mean? They just know what they want. And that's what can, that's why I can get behind what they're doing mm-hmm. is because they like, no, we tell you this is what we want to do. We know what we want, and we're going to go get those things that we want for this team. So, yeah, like I don't think they're going to go get a guy. Um, I don't care where they uh, – unless it's second round or something like that. But I don't think they're going to go get a guy in the first round and not give him a chance, you know right. what I'm saying, on the floor to play. It just seems like they want him to be out there. Lots more thoughts to get to about the Bulls selecting Daylon Terry out of Arizona with the 18th overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft and what happens next for the Bulls as we move through the offseason – but first, today's episode, this draft recap brought to you guys by PointsBet. The best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use code CHGO when signing up. If you do that right now, you're going to get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not all. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free membership to CHGO, which unlocks all of our amazing web content, uh, including a piece that this guy over here we call the GOAT wrote, on Daylon Terry just a couple days ago. This guy. Probably want to read that, don't you? Yeah. You'll even get a free CHGO shirt from our CHGO locker. Anyone you want. This Bulls one, super dope. It is. Uh, we also have some brand new ones that just dropped. Oh, the South Side a Skyline bias. one, a new Cubs one, mm-hmm. a new Sox one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got any questions about how it works, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We will help you out. It's your home for live in-play betting, which just got even better. See see an edge in the game you're watching? Favorite team priming for a comeback? Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. Mm. More live betting, more live markets, faster live cash outs. That's my favorite part, of course. After hitting the bet, taking that money and saying, that's mine now, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay live in the action all game long. Mm. And for all of you Illinois residents out there, sign up online is available. Do it all from start to finish from your phone. Do it. Speaking of which, Big Dave. Yes, sir. How's that? How's that going? <laughs> this man has been w- without a phone since last Friday. Since last The five Friday. days leading up to the NBA draft, this poor man has been without a phone. But you know what that means? What that he, means? Ha- he hasn't been able to make his bets on points bet. Well, now that I have my new iPad, yes, I can make my points bet ad oh, going on, baby. There Let's you do go. this. So I'm gonna get it in. Mark K, once the game starts, don't just bet. You live your bet life. You see that comment by Schwo. Uh, what is the product Will uses Kevin, in his Kevin hair? is one of my good – Kevin Schwartz is one of my good friends from high school, and he's just giving me a hard time in the comments today. Mm. What's going on, K. Schwo? Schwo, please come on more and leave more comments like this. I will put them on the screen and every Schwo's time. Schwo's been around for you'll, a long time. You'll, you're time. welcome on the show anytime. Schwo, yes, right? he is. In that picture, like, Kevin looks like he's got a lot of product in his hair. It sounds like yeah, he would know thing or two. This is true. That is not natural. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe they share product. Ah, they are friends. They noticed yeah. notice Will didn't want to get a secret either. Like, he asked for the product. Will's like, yeah, I'm not going to give you that. Can't give you them secrets, call. baby. Trying to sidestep the question. <laughs> oh, I see that, Will. Trying uh, to sidestep the question. I don't want to put Will. you guys on the spot here, but I've seen a couple comments and in the stream before as well mm-hmm. thinking that the Terry pick could be Lonzo Insurance. So we are talking I'm, about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but Mark Eversley, I saw a tweet confirmed in his availability with the media just now that Lonzo is back out West in LA working out with his personal training staff, along with some bulls uh, personnel that are out there with him. And Mark Eversley said, and I quote, all reports are good. 
Okay. I pray to whoever mm-hmm. that that is, in fact, accurate. <laughs> I pray to Michael Jordan that that is, in fact, accurate. Praise Joe Kim Noah. That is accurate. Hello, Lawrence. What are we doing? Oh, oh, oh wow. Do, do, <laughs> do you see any uh, any that? logic to that to that line of thought, Mark, that, that this could be some – some Lonzo insurance with this uh, Dalen Terry pick, a guy who can play, uh, you know, both guard positions and in case Lonzo's knee is still on the fritz come September? I really hope not. I mean, you can't go into a draft thinking, oh, we we kind of need to draft a guy because this this one of our other guys who may or may not be ready come October. Like, you can't be thinking about that. And, you know, I'll, I would push back. Like, they've already got their Lonzo insurance on the roster. We saw that last season in – one in Caruso and two in Io. So like those guys are the insurance for Lonzo first. So in that sense, like if, if you've got those backup guards there already, so I'm not, I'm, I don't think this is all has anything to do with, you know, drafting Dale and Terry has nothing to do with Lonzo. I've seen a couple of people also say to me and, and in, and in, and in the, uh, you know, the comments here as well, like what, what does this mean for, for, for Kobe? Like the Kobe replacement, when they trade out Kobe, like that doesn't necessarily mean anything as well. Like we, we, we just don't know at this point. To me, they just took this guy because they thought he was the best player. Um, yes, he has maybe some similarities to Lonzo in terms of you know low volume guy, in terms of usage, in terms of scoring, does a little bit of everything. So maybe that's where people are getting that connection. Can play a little bit of point guard, maybe, um, and he isn't necessarily a traditional point guard in the sense that like like Lon- Lonzo isn't either. So maybe that's where the connection stems from. But no, I, I think if you're thinking a rookie coming into the team, pick number eighteen is in you know, any form of insurance policy, like that, that's a bad insurance policy. Lonzo replacement. They should have drafted somebody who could make three threes a game. Cause that's really Ooh, right where, where he's helping out. Yeah. that's um, real talk. Again, I just like, for me, I don't care about redundancies on the roster. Like let's mm-hmm. just get good players. I want to see the ball move. Yeah. I want to see players move around. I want to see guys get in transition, get steals, move with the ball, get easy baskets that way. That was yeah. when they were at their best. Yes. And he helps you do all those things. Like mm-hmm. the bulls have a shooting problem. But to Mark's point, like this is not a finished product yet. We don't know what's going to happen in free agency. We don't know what's going to happen in trades. Mm. This is a good, talented player. Like yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that for now, and we'll R- see what happens. Ryan Miller in the comments agrees with you because he just said the Bulls played their best basketball when they moved the ball. Transition. This is baby. a great fit for the way the Bulls want to play. Yeah, I, that logic checks out to me. Yeah, because shout out gets- to you, Ryan Miller. Yes. Yeah, all to you, Ryan Miller. Because once he gets that basketball, like, again, now you have a guy who doesn't have to give it up once he gets that steal and start running. He yeah. just starts the break immediately. Like, boom, we're out. Let's do this. So, yeah, they're great whenever – it was the most fun when they were running in that first half of the season. That's when they were the most fun. So, to have another guy that can start it himself but then also knows how to run the lane, that's another thing I didn't mention. I love the way he runs the lane as well Yeah, uh, when, he's, when he's running those breaks too. That's also awesome. But, yeah, I, I, I like it. I just like it. It's, it's just a smart pick to me. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, guys, don't worry about that poor power forward position because according to Aiden, the Bulls are getting Bobby Portis and P.J. Tucker, oh, too. Oh, both of them. Yeah. Oh, nice. Both okay, of them. cool. Um, right on, Aiden. Sixers, most recently reported, are the clear front runners to land P.J. Tucker mm-hmm. uh, if he does leave Miami after opting out of that player option. Um, Bobby, that, that, that's nah. a pie in the sky. Would love it. <laughs> don't think it's happening. Mark- <laughs> 
can I uh, can I posit a question here about the Bulls draft process? Posit away, posit Will. May I posit? Nothing would make me happier posit? than you positing a question. Posit a question is what you just said. I don't even know if that's. I don't. don't know, you, but I like it. Don't you is dare this? besmirch his usage of the word <laughs> positive. Joey, get to the get to the uh, clickers on the on the keyboard there. Well, Assume as a fact, put forward as a basis of argument. I think that was incorrectly used, but we'll. I we'll think there, it was maybe on. not perfectly used, but there's, <laughs> there's, it was I'll allow sort it. of close. I'll allow Can it. I ask a question? <laughs> yes. Slash make a comment about the Bulls' process here. Sure. And I think Mark kind of touched on it earlier. The Bulls have already given their post draft press conference. It's the 41st pick right now going on. Uh, they had an opportunity to potentially trade down in the draft. Like you said, Mark, maybe picking up a D'Anthony Melton and 29th pick moving down from 18. Are we at all upset that they didn't look to be a little bit more to take a few more bites at the apple rather than um, really like locking Just in on their hoping guy? you get you. You get the right guy at 18. I, I'm not. a No, I'm OK with it. Um, but again, like you're talking to the wrong guy because I'm like whatever they wanted to do, I was going to be completely okay with. They were going to have, I was going to have their back on, you know, whatever they wanted to do. Uh, just because I like the way they do business, <laughs> you know, pretty much. They're very straight up in what they say. Whatever they say, they actually go and try to achieve. They don't tell you one thing and try to do another. Like, nope, this is it. This is what we want. This is what we're going to go do. It's why they're so, that why AK, I should say, wanted to draft so low in the draft because now at that point in time, you can just take whoever the best available player is other than drafting, you know, going through everything you need to, like, oh, the number four pick or the three pick and things like that. But, yeah, but to answer your question, no, I'm, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? However they wanted to run this, I was completely with it. Um, they wanted to trade down, fine. If they wanted to uh, stand pat, I'm cool. Like, But I was going to be with whatever they wanted to do because I just have that kind of trust in them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, of, I'm, of, of, I'm, of, yeah, of multiple minds. I'd say that. I, I think, like I mentioned before, I, that D'Anthony Melton deal, like that was kind of something exactly what I was kind of thinking or hoping for coming into this draft. I didn't really love anyone at 18. You know, I listened to all of your shows about you know this player, you know, draft this guy, this guy. This is what he does. You know, Will, Will Dave, you had heaps of stuff on the website. You know, I digested all of that, but nothing really excited me at, at number 18. So that's why I was kind of feeling like, let, let's move this thing. Let's let's think about the next two years. That, that's kind of what the Bulls have sort of been engineering things to do. We, you know, maybe this will become clear in a week or two. Like, who know, who the hell knows what happens in a week's time? We, we, we assume Zach is coming back. You've obviously loaded up on DeRozan. We'll see what they do at center. But it kind of feels like this is a team that's trying to win you know, games over the next 12 to 24 months. So I kind of wanted to approach the draft with that mindset. And that doesn't necessarily mean picking a player that you want to use in the draft, in the draft that, you know, you want to be part of your team going forward. Um, so I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit disappointed. Maybe they weren't aggressive or more aggressive. We didn't hear more maybe in terms of them, um, you know, looking to move the pick. I know Casey had that tweet that was a bit ambiguous, whereas they may move up, they may move down, they may do this, they may do that. But like, I don't know. They they obviously just picked at number eighteen. Like I said before, I'm fine with what they've what they've done. I I personally would have moved the pick and, and tried to get a ready made guy in because I would have felt a lot better about the Bulls' chances of, of winning more games. Let's say next season, had they gone after a DeAnthony Melton or insert whoever you want to insert as a player there, um, rather than you know drafting someone at eighteen. But that's you know again, I'm not angry about it. Uh, Demand in the comments throwing out a Shea Gilders Alexander comp. 
for what he sees wow. in Dale and Terry's game, man. Wow. Shea Gildas and Mikael Bridges, I feel, are the two favorite younger player player comps now for even younger players coming yes. into the NBA. Yes. Uh, don't hate it if that turned out to be the case. Mm-hmm. SGA is incredible. Um, really look, I understand that there are probably some Bulls fans tonight who are disappointed in what Mark was just talking about, which is, hey, if you don't love anything at 18, then maybe, you know, add cumulative assets, mm-hmm. cumulative draft wealth, roster wealth, whatever it may be, by just training down a few spots. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think all of us would have been on board with that. Yeah. But there is something else that came out tonight from the Bulls, which is that they were surprised Dalen Terry was on the board at 18. Mm. They did not think he would be on the board at 18. So to me, that's not what had been thrown out there by other people leading up to the draft, which was the Bulls aren't in love with, I think that was the phrase used by somebody, Mm -hmm. aren't in love with any of their options at 18. Mm -hmm. Apparently, they were in love with the fact that Dalen Terry was still there at 18, and that's why they took him. And something that I know is hard to hear for Bulls fans who, you know, First thing this morning, I open up Twitter. How's everybody doing? And it's just do the do something meme, right? Do something. Everybody wants a trade. Is it Rudy Gobert? What's it going to be? Packaging Kobe White in 18? What's it going to be? Don't make a move just to make a move. Say it. I know it's not a popular take, and I know it's not popular logic, but it's logic. Mm -hmm. If the Bulls didn't make a move tonight, trading up or trading down, it's because there wasn't anything on any of their phone lines that they liked as a move better than Dalen Terry at 18. Yeah. Facts. And that's why I like them so much. I also like that this front office, nothing really comes out of it. You know what I mean? Like there was so, like you said, we opened up Twitter with so many things. We heard so many different rumors. For a while this afternoon, we were getting Kevin Durant. We were getting Kevin Durant. When I walked in here, we were like, we're getting Kevin Durant. And that was being discussed for like 30 minutes. You know what I mean? We still might. We still might. Still might. Still might. But but man, dude, like it's they've been they've been tied to so many things, but without them confirming anything. You know what I'm saying? Like you, it's nothing that people could really just put their finger on to say I got it. You know, from this in the front office, they they don't leak anything. It doesn't really come out. And so as long as I don't hear it from them, I just can't really put any stock into that. And I know Bulls Nation don't don't, don't operate that way, and I get that. You know what I'm saying? That's okay, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, man, unless they put it out there that I don't put that stock in it. So them not being in love with the pick or not liking it and all that stuff. Well, it seems like they liked it. It seems like they had some love for it a lot and they knew what they were doing and got the guy that they wanted. Will? yeah, I think that's kind of, those are the two options, right? Is like, do they try to get a few more bites at the apple? Maybe try to, you know, turn a couple of later picks into good players that they can then flip or did they find a guy they really like and just take the swing on him? And it sounded like, yeah. I think I mentioned this during the live show that there was some conversations. Apparently I saw a tweet that uh, they had been talking with the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies liked him and that they didn't want to move down two picks because they thought, well, maybe the Grizzlies will take him if they trade back. So mm. I get it. Um, I do think in general, I would prefer to always accumulate more assets Um even right now, people are very much in the win now boat, but at the same time, don't want to trade Patrick Williams. Or mm-hmm. so you, you kind of have to thread the needle if you're going to thread the needle. And I think that's kind of what they're doing right now. Um, but at the end of the day, like Dylan Terry was high for me. I liked him. So mm-hmm. I can't really complain about the pick. 
I got to shout out Rick DeRuler in the comments who said, I let Bulls fans convince me that picking Io over Sharif Cooper was a mistake. Never again in Acme We Trust. Is the Bulls fan you're referring to there our pal Mark K? Big big Sharif Cooper guy before the draft. Hated the Io don't see, I don't see him either, Mark. I don't see him either. I don't see him either. What are you talking about? <laughs> that, that, like, I'll, I'll be honest that that was why i was not going to have a hot take this season uh this draft i was like i went with the hot take last season the last draft it didn't pay off for me uh let's just keep it cool now and just see what happens but uh yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be making any proclamations like that going forward <laughs> yes uh matthew duncan in the comments big dave wants to know nice shoes are they jordan fives oh yes they are actually the uh the infrared jordan five sir I have two pairs. I got the Oreos and I got these, and I bought them at the same time. Also, what what are the are those like uh, lace clips? Something that are like yes, lace locks. Yes, lace exactly. locks. Is yes. that okay? Are you yeah, sure those aren't the Toro fives, Big Dave? These are the infrared fives, sir. Okay, the infrared. The, the difference. Um, if I know where, I think one of them has blue uh, on the bottom. I can't remember which one. I think those are like the Raging Bulls that have it on the Oh, yeah, bottom. the Toros have the Icy Soul. That's yeah, not Icy. Yeah, okay. correct. So these were the infrared. I got you. They don't have that, like I said. <laughs> never question Big Dave about the shoes, ever. You will no, be wrong. Never. No. Uh, oh, we got another comp in the comments from okay. Sophisticated Thoughts. Oh, more comps. Honestly, more Terry comps. reminds me of a mini Scotty Pippen oh, before the development. What? Okay, so that's like, Denzel. A young Pip. And we got Jimmy we got Butler. Denzel. We got Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy. We got young Pip. And we've we got, got the we've got the small forward Joakim Noah. I don't okay. know what that means. <laughs> no, we got small forward Noah. That's right. the one. There you go. That's the one. All right. A uh, wing reminds me of Iman Shumpert with Jimmy Butler potential. So we're a little all Iman over the board Shumpert. here with some of these comparisons. I don't know what that. Honestly, I don't know what that means. Iman Shumpert with Jimmy Butler potential. So like less potential. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I don't. I don't that, I'm lost on that one. I don't. I don't know that. <laughs> I'm lost on that one. Help <sighs> me out. Help me out. I'm uh, we we got uh, you know still some Bulls fans not convinced. Gilo real estate in the comments saying I still disagree heavily mm. with this pick. Mm. Doesn't seem to fit the team's needs or timeline to win now. Mm. Um. Mm. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> I see it. A number 18 pick doesn't fit anyone's timeline doing now. Like, you're drafting a 19, 20-year-old. Like I said before, like, DeMar is, what, 32 going on 33. Vooch is 31 going on 32. Zach's 27 going on 28. Lonzo will be, like, mid-20s. Caruso's 29. Like, none of these dudes fit with this team in terms of timeline right now. Like, so no, just just scrap that logic. Like none of these guys fit the timeline in in terms of fit. Like why are we drafting for fit? The Bulls have a million different holes on this roster. Every single one of these players would have filled some sort of a fit. Like so, no, that that comment is, is silly. I, I can't handle those sorts of comments. Sorry, whoever said that uh, for reacting such a way. But no, you're wrong. Sorry. Uh, Barton chiming in saying, "What timeline pick do you make at 18 with what was left on the board?" Fair <laughs> counterpoint. Uh, Dizzy in the comments saying, oh, no, the player comp is Bo Cruz, which we were <laughs> chatting with. Watch Hustle, if you haven't. The Adam Sandler NBA movie, it's very enjoyable. <laughs> have you have you watched it yet, Mark? No, mate. No, no. That's why no? I didn't get that reference, no. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing yourself a disservice. Oh. It's a great okay. movie. You should watch Fair it. Fair enough. Right. Is, oh, is, is Adam Sandler a thing in Australia? I mean, he's pretty famous. Makes a lot of movies. People like them. 
Why would he not be a singing destroyer? <laughs> well, like the way that you responded with "No, you haven't seen that movie," led me to believe that you either dislike Adam Sandler or are just like completely indifferent about a newly released movie about the process of getting drafted into the NBA. Or he's super busy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just so deep in like Dale and Terry tape that I just got no time for Adam Sandler movies. You know, I'm just too busy <laughs> studying the landscape. Of free agency. I had like eight hours to kill on a plane, so I I got to watch it. Flex. You want to hear something cool? Uh, the Cavs just drafted Evan Mobley's older brother Isaiah. Mobley. Isaiah Mobley. Wow. Okay. I like that. Now right. with the Cavs, and he'll be cut. Also, I, uh, another recent second round pick, Dave. I need to ask you: the Warriors took somebody named Ryan Rollins. Isn't that a professional wrestler? You think uh, of Roman Reigns, okay, <laughs> or Seth Rollins? Nah, see, One okay. So yes. So my brain put both of those Seth names Franklin of wrestlers Rollins. together and thought that the Warriors just drafted him. Yes. Never mind. It's all right. It's all right. I, I like what I've done to Matt's brain now that he equates wrestling to certain things where he probably would have never done that before knowing me or John Saber. I appreciate this right here. Can't wait to watch SummerSlam with you. Uh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Sigio Real Estate saying, uh, coming back in the comments, defending himself, what I meant was by trading a pick like uh, you said for a veteran, you misinterpreted the point. I was okay. hoping for a draft deal like Melton, which, I, which okay. I, you know, Mark, you mentioned. Also, I thought there were players with more potential than Terry. Okay, I'm fair. There you go. If you thought, if you had people that you liked on that board more than him, fine. Like Dave and I both had EJ Liddell. Yep. Above Dale and Terry. Sure did. Um, I also, I wanted to put Dale and Terry somewhere in my top five, but I saw Will had him and I didn't want to be repetitive. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> if you like other people better, you like other people better. <laughs> man, that's, man. It's true. I, I saw uh, someone say the Magic Johnson comp. <laughs> also right there. Now we're wild. Mark help me out, Mark It's going down, yeah. man. First, first pick by the goat yeah. in our uh, what if draft, right? Yeah. Magic Johnson. What if? Uh, all right, a few more thoughts uh, and a few more of your thoughts in the comments before we wrap up this post-draft recap show. But first, Big Dave, tell the people about our friends at Owen and how they can help you live your better life, ooh, shall you? Ooh, my first ad read on the iPad. Let's yeah. do this. All right. iPad read. Let me tell y'all about Owen. It stands for only what you need. And what you need is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. And shout out to my man, Joey, because he's been working hard tonight. So he can use some of this free of artificial ingredients. Allergen friendly, no gluten or dairy, and it is easily digestible. And you know how we even caught wind of this? You know how we first heard of it? Because you know who takes it? QB1, Justin Fields. That's right. Your quarterback. For these Chicago Bears. Go Bears! That's Mike Dicker right there. Go Bears! Fuck Dicker. <laughs> oh, oh, and the CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome deal. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com with the code CHGO20. That is 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. With that code C H G O 20. So, won't you join us and won't you join Justin Fields in enjoying this delicious drink right here? Why? Because, as I tell you all the time, a win's a win. Well done, sir. Thank you. Well done, sir. Thank you. I uh, made that up, Marque. <laughs> a win's a win. <laughs> Shout out also to our friends at Strava Craft Coffee. 
Want to start your day with a competitive edge? Strava CBD coffee is a game changer. Help thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life, mm. including this guy. This I've been drinking it regularly for a couple months now. Yeah. Strava delivers delicious fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry. It does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the coffee jitters. Mm -hmm. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety, mm -hmm. fewer aches and pains. I'm guessing Bulls fans could use both of those things. <laughs> yep. Anxiety from draft stress, aches and pains from sitting on your butt watching the draft for three hours. Mm -hmm. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep. So you put all the stress about what does this Dale and Terry pick mean? out of your mind, have a great night's sleep, and wake up feeling your best. And right now, our CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use that promo code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com yeah. when using promo code CHGO25 at checkout. I think I'm going to have a cup of decaf when I get home. And you deserve to it. To unwind from this day. Mmm, the five-hour energy coming down. Strava. Need that Strava. Tastes so good. Mm -hmm. All right. So what, what is the next thing at the forefront of Bulls fans' minds? I know I see some people in the comments saying, okay, what happens now if if Terry is not a guy that we drafted to then turn around and package with Kobe in, in a trade and he, we're keeping him, what's the next move? Mm. Um, Play him. <laughs> for move. him yes i think because there wasn't a move on draft night uh -huh. bulls fans are now going to be looking immediately towards free agency which by the way starts in uh less than a week 5 p.m central time next thursday can't wait wanting something big and immediate to make up for the fact that you were not entertained on draft night mm -hmm. um to me the answer there is clear first and foremost Zach Levine signs on the dotted line, and then we'll worry about what's next. Mm, that's it. And on, on that topic today, uh, Mark Eversley was asked during his post-draft press conference whether the Bulls would be offering Zach Levine a full $212 year. Five-year, $212 million contract. And he said that uh, we're prepared to do what it will take to bring back Zach Levine. So, son, he didn't. He didn't explicitly say they're going to give him a max, but but he said it. Bam, 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 bam. He, did, he didn't yeah. say we're we're going to weigh right. all the options and see what we come he's, up with. He's he not quite ready yet to concede the match to Clutch Sports, <laughs> saving a little bit of face by not just coming out flatly and saying yes, we're signing him to the most money we can. Yeah, the first minute of free agency. Yeah, and I I do think the Bulls are in a little bit of a position of power now, whereas I think before it felt like that was more in Zach's hand. Like mm. maybe there's a world where Detroit is like going after Levine in addition to DeAndre Aiden. And that is now appealing to him. So he can play alongside Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham mm -hmm. and Jalen Duran. I'm not really sure why he would want to do that, but I just don't think there are a ton of options out there for him. And so maybe they are able to squeeze in some sort of in injury protection. But at the end of the day, as I've said before, like, Stop trying to nickel and dime these guys. Like they're putting their bodies on the line. Just like pay them, and you'll figure it out. Like this is not going to be a bad contract. It's not. It won't. Marque, anything? Mm. 
Oh, I mean, we all knew Zach was coming back. That's uh, fait accompli. No news there. We all we all knew that, despite you know people trying to suggest otherwise. I think what really interests me most, and what's going to be an interesting test case, is what the Bulls do with their mid-level exception, assuming they do anything with it at all. And I know people have sort of latched onto Michael Reinsdorf saying that the Bulls will pay the tax and do this and that, but I don't believe it until I see it. I certainly don't believe it because there was an interesting caveat there that he would said he would only pay for it basically if this team is a contending or contending for titles. And that's a nice little escape clause that he has for himself in that word. People forget that part of the sentence that he said to KC last season. So if he doesn't necessarily feel this team as currently constituted is a uh, title contending team, like are they going to do every single thing they can to add talent around the roster? So that like that's what I'm interested to see. Are you going to, and you're going to use your full mid-level exception. You don't have your biannual exception because you stupidly used that on Tristan Thompson last season. What are you going to do around the edges of the roster? You really don't have a lot of assets beyond maybe Patrick Williams, who doesn't sound like it's someone the Bulls want, including trades. Maybe the Portland pick has sort of increased in value to some degree, but I mean, the Blazers are still, a, you know, probably not a lot for the playoffs in the, in the, in the West. And then I guess the only other trade chip is, is Kobe of... of, of you know, assuming he is one. So I'm interested to see what they do with the, the relatively few assets they do have. And particularly if they're willing to take on long-term salary, like that's going to be an interesting test case for us more generally to understand what this um, ownership, what ownership is thinking about the team more generally. Um, are they going to cheap it out as they've done in previous years or are they going to add to it? Let's find out. I think for me, that's like the biggest thing with the Rudy Gobert rumors, mm-hmm. which uh, Eversley would not specifically comment on just said that they're going to be taking calls all summer to try to improve the roster. But if they make that move, there's ways they could do it without going into the luxury tax this year. But pretty much if they do that, they're committing to going into the tax. So it's kind of a question more almost of ownership. Like, is this the move that we want to make to go into the tax? Because to Mark's point, like if they don't think that's a move that makes them a legit contender, then they probably aren't going to make that move. So by making it, maybe they do see it that way and maybe they will go into the tax, but uh, they will need to hit on uh, margin moves regardless. They've got Mm -hmm. the mid-level. They'll have a little bit of space to play with before Zach signs. So they've got to make some moves. And uh, I do think the D'Anthony Melton, I'll have to like figure out the numbers here, but I do think the D'Anthony Melton trade to the 76ers complicates their ability to give PJ Tucker the full three-year Uh, 30 million mid-level so okay. that could be potentially back in play and if if there is even a hint of that still being a possibility you want it would be huge take it. uh speaking of fringe moves uh shout out to mcfly guy and nelson in the comments who like our guy big dave here want to see kai soto as an invite to training camp <laughs> take him in there why not Let's take a swing um yeah, people in the swing, comments are, Mark, are still very interested in the Rudy Gobert stuff and wondering <laughs> if it can still happen. Just because it didn't happen tonight doesn't mean it can't happen. Um, but Mark, Mark, what was your thoughts on that? Were you a believer in the Gobert move would move that needle and get the Bulls into the real elite of the East? Or did you think that guy, what he offers and the contract he's on wouldn't be worth it? No bear, bro. Like that's how I feel about it. It's, it's not Rudy Gobert. It's Rudy No Bear. That's it's a big no from me. I don't want anything to do with it. It's I don't I don't understand this fan base's sudden fascination with this dude. Like he's a, he's a very good player. I'm not saying he's bad. 
I'm not saying he's, I'm not one of those dopes who subscribes to the theory that he gets played off the court in playoffs or anything of that nature. I understand, I understand how good Rudy Gobert is as a player, but have people checked his contract? <laughs> like seriously, like that's on path to being the worst NBA contract um, very, very soon. Like guys like Russell Westbrook and, and John Wall, like they've got one year left on their deal. They're expiring very soon. Thereafter, like who's going to be the worst contract in the NBA? A, thir- a soon-to-be 30-year-old Rudy Gobert earning, you know, an average of 42 to $45 million over the next three seasons. Like really, is this what we're really going to be doing? So like, I, I think because people just are so out on Vucevic that they've convinced themselves that Rudy Gobert is the answer. Like that, that's my only explanation for it. I don't think it's enough to put the Bulls into that contention status. I wouldn't be, you know, trading what's necessary to make the trade, which includes uh, what's her name? Patrick Williams. And if they're not willing to include Patrick Williams, then you're not getting Rodi Gobert. So like, what are we having this conversation for? Um, if the Bulls aren't you know, prepared to trade Patrick Williams with maybe on its surface, sounds kind of ridiculous. And I'm not the biggest Pat guy going around as, as people know, but I don't necessarily subscribe to the theory that Rudy Gobert is the answer. I've said this before, but I wonder if you can get, you know, 50, 60, 70% of his production for 20, 30, 40% of the cost. I think that's possible. I think that's feasible. You can do that in free agency. You can do that in other trades. There's an opportunity cost in going after Rudy uh, Rudy Gobert, rather, that I think people are ignoring and uh, I don't want anything to do with him. So hopefully that's categorical enough to suggest that I don't like Rudy Gobert on the balls. Mark, let me let me ask you about this uh this draft in general. Uh, was there a guy who went to a certain team that you just got you excited for for the future of that team or the current uh, uh, prospect of that team? Uh, well, I mean Detroit, I think won the draft. Uh, I don't know about if you guys agree, but I, I agree, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely they, agree. Like, <laughs> thanks to the Kings being the Kings, the uh, the Pistons. I've got a mate who's actually a Pistons fan who wanted Ivy to fall to five, which was con- completely contingent on what the Kings would do, right. and the Kings Kings in that sense. So add that to the fact that they got Duran as well. Like, uh, and that, that was I said before, like that was the guy that I wanted. Awesome draft. Uh, Dyson Daniels going to the Pelicans, I think is going to be a hugely great fit for him as well as the uh, the Pelicans. Obviously, uh, an Australian there in, the, in that sense. And I really like what they did. Like you guys mentioned before, they got EJ Liddell at 41, I think it was. You, you guys are talking about him as number 18 possible option. Right. Uh, they get him at 41. Like the Pelicans are sort of building some nice things around Zion, assuming he wants to stay. And even if Zion's not there, to be honest with you, what they did last season... Uh, was really intriguing, but with Dyson Daniels, you know, having that big guard that can defend the way he can next to Herb Jones, next to Brandon Ingram, like that's a team full of six foot six to six foot nine guys who can defend all over the place. So I thought they had a really damn good draft as well. So um, yeah, that, that that would be the 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 ones that spring to mind at least. But Detroit clearly win the winners of this draft. What do you think of the uh, Oklahoma City Presties? Yeah, actually, no, they're up there too. They're up there too. They, they did some good things. Chet's an interesting one. I, don't, I, I still don't know how I feel about Chet personally, but I, I, I trust their development. You know, the Jalen Williams at number 12 was, I didn't necessarily see that happening. I know, I know you guys are discussing him as an option as eight, at 18. That's kind of where I thought he would go, maybe in that 15 to 25, or maybe 15 to 20 range. But um, yeah, <laughs> the OKC Prestes. It was good to see them trading some picks can we can we objectively say that the knicks had the worst draft in 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 this well they didn't draft so maybe that's why they had the worst draft they, they, they had a lot of future picks. draft capital yeah like assuming that they will for the immediate present and future 
just be bad and we'll want to have some stockpiled first round draft picks for later. You know, Thibs loves that. Oh, yeah. You know, he loves being bad now. But that's not what they've done. They haven't done this for future draft round picks. Uh, They haven't done this for future concessions or to be bad next season. They've done this to take a flyer on a free agent. Like, they're trying to clear money. They're being the old Knicks here. As soon as I saw that trade happening, I'm like, yeah, this is what they're doing. And they're trying to get off this first round pick. They're trying to lessen their, their cap hit. They're trying to open up as much space as possible, which is why Kemba Walker went in the deal. To, to, the, to the Pistons. They're, they're clearly going after, um, at minimum, Jalen Brunson or maybe Kyrie, who the hell knows. But uh, the Knicks, yeah, I, I would hate to be a Knicks fan. <laughs> I would hate to be a Knicks fan. Was there, uh, other than the Kings, because I'm sure that's what you'll say, was yeah. there a team whose draft you were just like, what, and maybe the Knicks too, but is there a team whose draft you're like, what are you guys doing? Uh, not really. I, I, I don't know if anyone, I, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like a draft where like many teams had clunkers. Like initially when the Knicks took, um, uh, you know, Jang, I was like, oh, okay, that's a bit of a reach. But then obviously we discussed that they were moving that pick. Um, more generally, no, I, don't, I think everyone for the most part had a reasonable draft. There was only a couple that maybe didn't and which those I've sort of referenced there. But I think most teams had a pretty good draft, um, maybe outside of the Knicks. Paolo went number one. Well, I mean, Paolo and Wendell, what a combination. What a combination. <laughs> <laughs> like, I Wendell. I mean, seriously, like, the, the Magic need more guard play, but in terms of, like, your three, four, and five, you know, having Franz Wagner, Wendell at center, and then you add, you know, Paolo at four, like, that's that's legit. So I actually wonder, like, what, what are they going to do now with their reserves, uh, reserve big men, like, you know, we're talking about free agency coming up. Does this mean Mo Bomber's more expendable? Um, shout out to my guy, C Red Fred. He would love to have him on the Bulls, I'm sure. Oh, like, yeah. Is he an option for, for, for the Bulls at center? He's, he's not the only Bulls fan, <laughs> though. I've seen plenty of Bulls fans on Twitter recently being no, like, no, no, what about no. Mo Bamba? No, Fred hates Mo Bamba. No, I know. <laughs> oh, I'm it. well aware of that. <laughs> my God. Because anytime he was trying to rag the Wendell pick, it was Mo Bamba. Right. Yeah. And I was like, Fred, you need to understand that there were multiple people with Intel inside the Bulls saying that they would have taken Mo Bamba over Wendell if he were on the board. That is Fred, true. to this day, last time I checked, refuses to believe that. <laughs> but like a, a fake trade that I kind of want to happen in the offseason is like, can we trade uh, Kobe White for Chuma Kiki? Like, can we do that? Like, where does Chuma fit in the scheme of things with the Magic now? Like, he was a power forward, small forward type. They've got Wagner in. You just brought in Paolo. Who knows what they're going to do with Bamba, but they've clearly signed Wendell to a four-year deal be, uh, like from next season onwards. So, like, what does that mean for Chuma Akiki rather beyond, you know, this offseason? Can you swap uh, Chuma for Kobe? They need guard play. So, is, is that something that maybe the Bulls can do? That's something I'd hope they, they could do. I, I would certainly be calling the Magic and maybe exploring that. I think Tumor could be an interesting backup power forward for the Bulls. So, um, yeah, I, I like what the Magic have done. It's, it's easy to say, yeah, the, the team that drafted number one did had a good draft, but um, they did. He fits completely with what they're, they're trying to do. I would actually give them a hard time, I think, for selling the 35th pick. There's a lot of good players they could have taken there, and they just kind of gave that to the Lakers. But mm. for the most part, I think they still had 32, so they were able to get some higher higher level second round picks, but uh, yeah, there's some really good players that went mid second round uh, Jaden Hardy to the Mavericks at 37. Mm, yeah. I mean, mm. incredible value there. Fell hard. Yeah. The Thunder, a year ago was thought of as a potential top three pick. 
and then had a season with the G League Ignite yeah. where, well, that's a good he play. missed he, a lot of shots. That's like that's, that's good, good place, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson re- potential right. replacement. Jalen Williams, the other Jalen Williams went to uh, OKC as well. Christian Coloco, I really like with Toronto. Uh, Bryce McGowan's went 40th. EJ Liddell, 41st. Um, Josh Minot, 45th. There's some good, uh, really good players like into the mid 40s. Another one of my random. I do not see him on the draft board. Another one of the random picks that I liked was the just won the chip Warriors being the team to take a swing on Patrick Baldwin Jr. You know, a guy who just plummeted down draft boards in the last, you know, couple of weeks, months or so. I call call him Otto Porter Jr. Jr. (laughs) So, like, clearly a lot of alarms on that dude's medicals, but the Warriors are like, hey, if he turns out to be fine medically, he's good. This is this guy has tremendous upside, and we just want a chip. So what do we care? Sure, we'll yeah, take him. Yeah, take a such a him. such a Warriors move. Seriously, I love is. that. Seriously, it is, man. Uh, all right, guys. Before we get out of here, let's just uh, go around the table here and throw out our immediate reaction grades. If you're going to give AK and Eversley grades for what they did tonight, taking Dale and Terry at 18 mm-hmm. compared to the expectations you had coming in to tonight. If you're giving it a you know A through F curve grade, uh-huh. what is that grade tonight, Mark? Uh, I said B plus before. I think that's a reasonable some some sort of B grade. Uh, that that that's what I would go with. Whether it's B B a flat B B minus B plus whatever you want it. Let, let's go B. Clearly not a fan of pluses and minuses. Mark's like yeah, B plus B minus. It's all the same. One of those. <laughs> whatever, man. It'll do. Goat. Yeah, I think I would go B. I'll go B plus. Okay. I agree that they should have looked to trade up and down. It sounds like they were doing that. I would have probably preferred that. But uh, I I really like that they didn't just like go with who everybody thought they should go with. Yeah. They picked a guy that they clearly liked the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, they looked at my big board and decided clearly. that I had the the right pick for them but like you mm-hmm. ej liddell went to 41st like if they had just done that i don't know i think i would have i mean then he would have gone 18 and we wouldn't be having right. this conversation Again. but it's just, <laughs> the latest example of ak and eversley being smarter than us yes i just I, I appreciate that they did their thing and not what anybody else thought they should do or what they felt pressure to do they drafted a guy they liked they looked around um like i said i think moving back or picking up an additional asset or trading for a player who could help now. Mm-hmm. They clearly did some looking and I, I probably prefer that outcome, but for the most part, I'm very happy with this. And then obviously I'm a, I'm a fan of Terry's. So yeah. I'm B plus for me. <laughs> the real beans rally gives it a D minus. The guy will be a beans. nice seventh man on the windy city bulls. No, this beans. guy's got a must have a future with points bet for Patrick Baldwin hall of fame. He's adamant about he is about that i also saw what he had to say about my burke so i know the guy's got nothing but nonsense rattling around (laughs) in his head nothing don't you dare come at these burks these burks will mess you up yeah Otto porter jr dave grade uh a b i i I give it a b um i don't have any bad things to say about the pick uh everything that will said is what i agree with like they don't they don't care what you think. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're getting what they want. And they tell you what I love so much is they tell you exactly what they want to do. And everybody else runs around and tries to figure other things out 
and they're just going straight while everybody else is running out here, you know, trying to figure something like, no, we told you what we're going to do. This is the path we're on. They wanted defense. They wanted athleticism. They wanted a younger guy to do it. And they wanted some energy. And like I said, I think this guy is one of those culture kind of guys that can be that for the Chicago Bulls. Because like Marquez said, like everybody on here is pretty low key, pretty chill. Who's the one that's getting hyped up? Who's the one that's getting mad? Who's the one yelling at the fans? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Who's the one mixing up? Like, who's the one slapping on the floor, clapping in the defender's face like your boy Joe would do? Like, who's that guy? And he likes doing that kind of stuff, man. So, and he likes playing defense. Like, he really does enjoy doing that. So, yeah, I, I like I like the pick. Uh, I can't wait to watch more on him and just absorb more uh, Vegas, of baby. his game. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Can't wait. Baby. Mark, you get your flight yet? <laughs> nah, bro. No, no. I should. It's it's winter here at the moment, but um, no, I haven't bought my Vegas flight. But uh, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Yeah. I'll be listening to you guys. We'll uh, we'll see what Terry and the boys can do in Las Vegas. Should be interesting. But um, Terry bring on boys. off season as well. Let's do some stuff. Yeah, let's do Heck stuff, yeah. baby. Um, I will give them the highest grade out of all of us. I'm going to take it up to an A minus. You want to know why? Why, Matt? Because once again, AK and Eversley proved with tonight's draft that they don't leak shit to anybody. Except for long. Everybody. Who are the Bulls taking? Who are the Bulls taking? Oh, they're taking this guy. They're taking this guy. They're going to trade down. They're going to trade up. We're getting Rudy Gobert. All these rumors flying around, and they calmly, confidently just said, that's our guy. And Bulls fans went, huh? Who? What? Because he hasn't been talked about as the guy the Bulls are going to take for the last two weeks. Wait, what, AK what, and Eversley damn. do their jobs, and they do it the right freaking way. What, what did the Bulls fans do again? Huh? Who? What? <laughs> did you need that a second time? I needed, I needed, I needed two of them on that. I needed two. Yeah. Shout out to the GOAT also, man. Number three on his big board. Dalen Terry, right there. There That's it right. is. Number three. That's why he's the smartest of the three. Yes, of there is no <laughs> argument about it. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. Thrillinium, baby. I make stuff up. <laughs> I'm a I'm a good pretender. Hey. <laughs> uh that's it. It is now uh 11:30 Central Time. Oh, let's wrap that uh, up. It's been a long day. 5 hours. This is now our yeah. our third show of the day. It wasn't just going to be two, but then we split the first one in half. That's right. Um Mark, thank you so much for joining us okay. for part 3 of our draft coverage tonight. Yeah, yeah. Everybody follow Mark on Twitter at @mkhoops uh for his takes. Um and uh, Will is at Won't Gottlieb. Well, Big Dave is at Bow, BWL Sports. Bow. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bulls on Twitter. Thank you to everybody who added us as a follow today. Uh, our, you know, our Twitter account grew by a few hundred people today. So that's awesome. And shout out to the production team, man. Shout Seriously. out to Joey. We're shout saving that for last. We're saving all of this. I know Matt's got something. I just wanted to say something. But go ahead, Matt. Please. Yeah. Please. Uh, incredible work by our CHO production team and all city across the board. Uh, to get ready for tonight's draft coverage. Hope y'all enjoyed it. If you haven't yet and you enjoyed our draft coverage tonight, do us a solid. Hit that little thumbs up button under this video. Uh, it goes a long way in helping us out and getting this CHGO platform out there further to more Bulls fans just like you. So go to sleep, Joey. Welcome to Chicago, Dale and Terry. Everybody, you have your homework assignments. Go watch every <laughs> Dale and Terry possession from every Arizona game from Fact. this past season. Fact. And we'll come back and talk about it some more next week. And then we got to get ready for free agency. Ooh. NBA never stops, y'all. Never stops. Mm-mm. So for Joey and our entire production team here at CHGO, for the GOAT, for Big Dave, for Mark K, 
uh i am peck thank y'all so much for watching and tuning in (laughs) we love y'all bulls nation have a great weekend we'll talk to you soon see red be good